Shut up, I love it. Sasha, we never record at this time of night, and it's so beautiful. There's even a full moon. It's, it's gorgeous. Uh, uh, something's oh. happening to me. Oh, no. I'm turning no. into a podcast. <laughs> Shut up. I love it. I'm Joe Cabello, the one and only. The one and only, unchanged. This is Sasha Filer, the unchanged The clone captain. of... The clone of the clone of Sasha, Sasha Filer. Filer. This is Shut Up I Love It, a podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, just like second hated, placed. feared. Yeah, I like second placed. Do you like that? Second placed, yeah. Second place is good. Although, yeah, uh, second place, like, hey, well, you whatever, we'll find out. They, uh, they got a medal if it's on second place. That's true. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out <laughs> if there's a medal involved in today's topic. And oh my God, joining us today, he's a writer and a producer specializing in animated TV, who's worked on Strange Planet, out right now, amazing show, The Mighty Ones, Glitch Text, Little Big Awesome, Harvey Beaks, The Aquabot Super Show, SpongeBob, South Park, and other shows too. Welcome, Danny Michaeli. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, so, so great to be here, Sasha and Joe. I really appreciate it. Appreciate Heck you having yes. me on. Yeah, we're happy to have you on. And, uh, you know, you'll have to live through my beastly transformation. Uh, <laughs> and, I'm, you know, we just got this episode on the wrong night, you know, but it happens. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to be very watchful of the calendar if you're afflicted. Where podcast. But wait, wait, wait. Don't let me get ahead of myself. Please don't. Donnie, (laughs) what are you here to talk about? What are you Um, here to talk about? I'm here to talk about werewolves. I have a a lifelong love of of werewolves. Um, And uh, I I know it's a little weird. Uh, But there you go. (laughs) Yeah, you know, the lifelong part of it could push it into weird territory but this is fascinating to me we don't get a lot of topics like this mm-hmm. i would say unique unique cool. unique choice yeah uh danny where why do you think werewolves is uh, a good topic for shut up i love it uh the first word you said when you were talking about um you know different uh topics or different categories for the yeah. for the topics which is underrated werewolves are in my mm. opinion, highly underrated. But then you mentioned second being second placed, like that's like mm. Pepsi to Coke or something like that. Yeah, I actually think you could argue werewolves are either third placed or fourth placed, but it just Whoa. sort of depends on where you put the mummies, you know, or okay. the mummies. And wow. and like, is that strictly sticking to Universal monsters, kind of zone? Universal or? monsters were such a huge influence. I feel mm-hmm. like whenever a new studio tries to go through a monster cycle, this mm. is like, I think, one of my biggest grudges in terms of how society has treated werewolves is like... Yeah. <laughs> Already an absurd statement, cycle. but I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's the universal monster cycle. You know, that that kicked it kind of off, like where, okay, we'll, we'll try a vampire. You know, usually they try... Usually, mm. Sometimes they'll even just go straight Dracula. 
right? And then yeah. if they have success with that, they'll go to some version of the Frankenstein monster. Mm-hmm. That's typically next. And then werewolves is usually the third, unless it's, like I said, unless it's mummies. So it really, <laughs> you know, I th- can't remember. I think Universal might have done the mummy first. The, the Yeah, with this recent reboot of the Universal Monsterverse, they started with mummy. And, yeah, and I think that was that, a mistake, right? It really threw me. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're doing... <laughs> They're trying to reboot the Universal Monsters. That's, you know, that's fine. But yeah, you naturally start with Dracula, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I guess they thought they were going to try something different, but then, okay, you know, I think the next choice would be some version of the, the Frankenstein monster. A couple of your, like, you know, he- heavy hitters, ones that will typically, like, get, you know, either uh, box office or ratings. But yeah, to go for the. The mummy, it's a little bit of like a, a picking like a henchman or like a, a, you know, sidekick to start with, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like Aaron Eckhart's I, Frankenstein, box office success and uh, <laughs> Frankensteinian movie. Oh, Frankenweenie, the, the screenplay, I'm, I'm re-reading as we speak. During uh, what the recording, I see you looking down a lot <laughs> at a flipping no, you page. No, and you know why? Because it's seventy-two pages long, and nice. what a gift to have a short animated screenplay. Anyway, I don't want to get into that, but that's that's one big reason I'm rereading it. I did hear you mention on uh, one of your uh, earlier podcasts that you like movies to be was it ninety minutes or less or eighty minutes or less, and mm-hmm. I'm on board. Yeah. And so I hear you. Oh. About- yeah, keeping the, yeah. the screen screenplay short too. Like that's how you do it. You know, say, yeah. say what you got to say and get out. Yeah, I just, I just, I just started panicking a few minutes ago because we have finally, as like you know, newish parents, my husband and I have tickets for Oppenheimer finally. And I said to him, I said, I am just worried I'm gonna get bored. He said, That's your favorite director, Christopher Nolan. And I said. <laughs> I didn't like Tenet. I couldn't watch past 20 minutes. He said, that's a made-up universe. Uh, and this one is like, obviously, I said, well, biopics are weird. So anyway, that's not to get into the Oppenheimer territory, but more like the, the fear to me is that it's what, three plus hours long. Mm-hmm. It's sh- it's a sit. Yeah. It's a it's sit. A, it's yeah, a no, sit. No one's, his movies are long. and uh, That is a, one advantage to werewolves, though, is I think, Typically, because they're sort of like third placed or something, they don't get the longer right. treatments. Oh, so they that might kind of, of work for them, right? That they I nice, that short, works, and sweet. Yeah. yeah, I think that works really well for them. Um, I mean, th- for me, I think there's always a sort of like uh, you know, there you always and I'm I apologize for this in in advance, but you always have <laughs> that like affection for the underdog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. All the, the dog, all the me. dog, but yeah, but all the dog pods are so welcome. <laughs> Can I just say right now, I'm just going to let this out, like, and you know, please, I am, I started also panicking. Another reason I panicked shortly before the podcast is because I was holding the child that I birthed, whatever, not recently, a year ago. And I, I told Jay, I said, I don't even have time to research werewolves. <laughs> he was like, why would you research werewolves? And I was like, because I don't even like have that much knowledge about werewolves. And he's like, well, that's the whole point. You're going to represent that part of the audience that, you know, 
does not know much about werewolves. And as I'm sitting here talking to you all, I'm thinking, what of like two favorite movies, like top 50 easily of my movies, are werewolf movies. It's uh, Werewolves Within, a recent film. Wonderful film. Super underrated. Have you seen that one, Donnie? I, yeah, I did just watch that a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, you know, I was, I, was, uh, I was remiss. I should have seen it earlier. I thought it was, yeah, real fun, wonderful movie. And, wonderful uh, movie. Yeah, it does fall into the category of, like, I think there is, there are, like, werewolves are underrated, but I think there are reasons. You know? mm. okay. And it, <laughs> it does fall into that category. But, but the, the great thing about Werewolves Within is that part, the thing that I would talk about is one of the, the reasons why werewolves are underrated. That part wow. with that movie doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that that's the case. I kind of want to get into that, mm. even though I'm going to quickly mention just what was the second reference, and I don't remember the title. But it's the old movie where they go. It's a British movie. Come on, Donnie, help me here. Is it they Curse go, of the Werewolf? Oh, no, I think you're talking two about... Two dudes go to the tiny little village Ooh. in England. American Werewolf in, in London. American. That's that's the thing. It's yeah. not a werewolf. It's American. Great movie, right? Like, I yeah. think... Yeah, one of the one of the greats, possibly one of the uh, possibly the the best werewolf on film movie, Whoa. American Werewolf in London, yeah. with maybe but the howling edging. We had it. such a great like <laughs> one two as werewolf fans with those two movies, where it's just like American Werewolf in London was so great, and the special effects were very good. Mm. The transformation scenes are really exciting. Mm -hmm. I do want to come back to it. Um, same with the howling. Uh, Great, great uh, makeup effects guys, terrific transformation scenes, cool, cool movies, both of them, with like a lot, a lot of entertainment. Um, so yeah, and and they were really close together, uh, their their releases. Um, mm -hmm. So it was a it was a wonderful time. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what's, <laughs> what's up with that because even like seventies, eighties, um, and like Michael Jackson's Thriller video. That like, was also, yeah, excellent. Feels but, uh, like that was all like a certain era that once you got to the 90s, the werewolves sort of wore went away. Off. Wore they off. wear off. And yeah. uh, then there was the American werewolf in uh, Paris, the newer one that came out in the 90s, right? Yes, yes. I forget if it was London or Paris at that point. Uh, the, the, the newer one was Paris or... Yeah, it was it must have been Paris. Uh, Julie Delpy. Ooh. I have to admit, I haven't seen it. Um, I heard bad things. I, and I think it. I think my heart couldn't take it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I think it was like their swing, and then like, oh, werewolf. People don't like werewolves. It's like, hey, make make a good movie. But I do want to. Uh, I have so many questions for you, and so many opinions on werewolves. But I want to know if we're really distilling this down to werewolves in film do you do you love also the just lore of werewolves werewolf action figures like how deep does it go or is it more mm. focused into a film i do i do love the the kind of the folklore surrounding i'm not i'm gonna say i'm not an expert on the topic for sure and there's probably people who can speak to it you know much better than i can but when i was a little kid i was that's when i started reading about werewolves and um uh, I think it was because of the Wolfman, the Lon Chaney one. I really connected with that first Universal one um, from was it like the 
the 40, late 30s or the 40s. Um, that dude just looked really cool to my... Uh, uh, I, I had to at least have been a second grader because I went as a werewolf to um, school uh, for second grade. Um, that was my Halloween costume. Oh, okay, I thought just in general, every day. Yeah, just just, uh, just the yeah, once. Your uniform. <laughs> You're part of the werewolf wing. All the kids had to dress up as a werewolf. Then there's a Dracula wing. It was embarrassing, actually. Um, I was, you know, like, didn't get a mask. Most of the kids all had masks that, you know, kind of like the store-bought costumes. And the, um, the teacher, because they were all wearing, all of the kids except for me were wearing masks. So the teacher did a, oh, I'll guess which kid is wearing which costume. But me, I had taken, uh... like, brown grease paint and just slathered it all over my face and hands. <laughs> so I, I basically just... Are you guys allowed to cuss on this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's time. It's time. It's, it's like, what are we, like, 15 minutes in? It's time. <laughs> yeah, I just look like there was shit all, all over my face and hands. <laughs> you know, I had a sh I th I'm sure I had a shirt on oh. that I thought looked like the werewolf guy's shirt. But nobody else would have had any awareness that I was wearing something different that day, shirt-wise. Yeah. So it was just like, one of the kids has shit on the face. Of <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> do you so, think that? Do you think that like was a formative day for you and like made you into the artist and writer that you are? I mean, it may have made me less anxious <laughs> to perform in public and more, you know, somebody that likes to work on on the page. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I like to write things first. Yeah, because yeah. But I mean, at the time, I was completely oblivious. The teacher was like, "Well, obviously, that's Donnie." And then I just apparently, as I had a friend, I have a friend who was there, and uh, he he said that it, I immediately started removing the makeup. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was just like, yes, thank you, you know, and started taking the costume oh off right then and there. Oh I don't think any God. of the other kids did that, but um, and I don't think I was. It was because of embarrassment. I think I just completed in my mind the exercise. transformation. Oh, the transformation done. was over. Yeah, the moon had settled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, so, uh, that's when I also started reading about lore, maybe relating to that incident, I actually wanted to become a werewolf. I thought like, okay, well, how is this done? Because it'd be really great to be, you know, kind of prowling around in the woods and <laughs> I'd have my claws and I'd kind of hunch over kind of like Gollum does, you know, cause that's sort of what it's like mm -hmm. in the Lone Chaney. Yeah. That posture. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, that very creepy kind of, you know, kind of yeah. shambling and ambling. Mm. I think a lot of that's just because they weren't going to be able to move the camera that quickly. So you'd have to sort of, like, create a lot <laughs> right. of motion without actually going anywhere. <laughs> but then the, the bad thing is maybe for more modern werewolf movies, you'll get a lot of, like, zooming past the camera and, like, not sweet long shots of the werewolves. It's very, very true. I mean, that comes to what I was going to say is sort of like, here's why I think werewolves are underrated in movies and television is because they always look like they always look terrible, like, mm. except for there, there are exceptions. And American Werewolf in London is like the first one I think you think of because they did the transformation yeah. in a lit, well lit room. And yeah. the makeup effects are amazing. But mm -hmm. it still falls into that category right near the end where you see these kind of 
where you do finally see some bigger shots of the werewolf like walking through London. <laughs> yeah. It just looks like an actor in a bear suit. Yes, you know? I, I, I do. I do remember that it kind of falls apart towards the end, like in terms of believability. Yeah, I think yeah. that's been a big uh, that's been a big reason why the werewolves are sort of like the sidekicks or the henchmen of the mm-hmm. of the monster, the world of like movie monsters is because it just it's very difficult to make them howling also most of the time in the howling. They're doing it Haven't in darkness. It. They're mm-hmm. doing editing. It's very effective. Then at the very ending, when D. Wallace <laughs> turns into a werewolf, I'm sorry, that's a big spoiler. spoiler. Yeah. yeah, for me especially. Yeah, I apologize. Still gotta see. That's it. okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I won't tell you the, the circumstances actually. No, it's okay. Go for so it. It's still it's... a delight. Uh, if you get to see the movie, there's still a delightful aspect to the ending, but. Yeah, she turns into a werewolf, and and that transformation, it just looks like she's turning into a weird puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Sound is kind of like, you know, I think they're trying to make her look less menacing, but, you know, they they really didn't make it to, like, in the attempt to do something different, they didn't make it to anything. (laughs) Just weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just weird. Weird movie, though, too. I appreciate that movie for not being the basic... Oh, someone's bit turns into werewolf and is figuring it out. It's uh, it's about like a swinger island for some reason, yeah. and you're like, "What the fuck is gonna ha- What's happening in this werewolf movie?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. a werewolf movie that's packed with ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's actually I think is is one of the bigger benefits of werewolf movies, and I think this is because they're a little bit off the radar, you know, a little bit that like you know third placed or fourth placed <laughs> that quality means that like if a couple things i think if you're going to do a werewolf movie you have to do something a little special like if you're doing dracula you right. can just try to do the very best dracula that you can do mm. um the benicio del toro the wolfman i think was an effort to do like the very best wolfman that they could do but you could see it lacks because there just isn't you know something to it that's like a little twisted or kinky yeah. or weird that you would get from the ones that are more made straight from like i just love werewolves and i don't care you know yeah. like, wasn't there a jack nicholson one too oh yeah that one also yeah i had forgotten about that one it also has that that thing of uh, well a couple things that thing of like you know i think what they're trying to do differently there is be kind of freudian almost you yeah know, it was like, more like sexual undertone type of things going on there yeah all the werewolf movies are about desire they're all about Mm. lust in one way or the other um as a kid by the way that's not what i was into i really just wanted (laughs) to like kind of be shambling along i I just want to see like a lot of shambling like (laughs) in the woods i just yeah Yeah. i I also like (laughs) i do wonder and can somebody tell me like Okay, so werewolves, and it sounds like it's a stupid question, but I feel like, has somebody thought of that? So the werewolves is people who turn into wolves, right, on occasion? Yes. Or is there, like, a sub subgroup of wolves who occasionally turn into people? And they're like, well, what the fuck is going on with you? And out of control of their wolf nature. Yeah. I get, I would that be a were-human? Were-human? <laughs> like, they're like, dude, this guy just keeps turning into a man can i tell you something embarrassing and stupid so i knew about werewolves as a you know long as i can remember as we might all do and it wasn't until i was i don't even know what grade 
maybe six to eight through maybe even high school where I read a hentai comic, oh uh, which is anime pornography called Wear Slut. Okay. And it wasn't until that that I realized the wear was like a prefix to what you would then turn into. Right. I didn't understand right. that, that there could be wear, wear bears. Yeah, wear leopards. Yeah. Yeah, wear, wear, uh, usually big cats. Yeah. Like cat people Most is common. probably actually about wear cats. Yeah, arguably Although those are wear cats. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they use that term, though. So it I took mean, that I, for me to understand, oh, that's what that is. So then I understood other wear creatures. Were turtles. I think there's been were turtles in a in a, a episode of gosh, Creep Show, the newest Creep Show. There's oh. a were turtle. Oh, that's awesome. So um, that's a common thing. I so sometimes it's just like were people, were turtles. Where well, is every the culture in the folklore of it? Every mm-hmm. culture has you know a sort of like a. Sometimes they call it like a changeling or like a shapeshifter. Sure, that's that's what it is in in Russian and Ukrainian and all that. It's it's not specifically attached to the wolf, but just it's the thing that turns. Yeah, I think that's a big in, like part of the Hollywood influence, mm-hmm. and um, also it's been. I should note this because uh, I'm I I love dogs. It's been a way of like demonizing wolves. Mm. You know, it's a part of the the that's the, the the biggest thing the biggest drawback and my love for werewolves is i think it's part of the propaganda campaign to yeah um, you know make wolves seem like you should be able to hunt them you know yeah. uh, all that stuff and i am not on board with that i think no. a big distinction has to be drawn you know uh uh w- werewolves are not actually wolves they're people who are cursed. They're carrying a curse. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, yeah. I think, different in some cases from the folklore. I'm not sure. What do you guys have in in um, Russian Siberia. Ukraine? Yeah, Siberia. yeah I, have to say, I have to say that wolves, they look different from the portrayal of werewolves, right? Like actual wolves. They're like very kind of like skinny and fragile and until they're not, right? Until they're in the hunt mode. But they're like... I mean, I've petted a wolf before. I've hung out with a wolf and I've hugged a wolf, and they don't have that energy. It was it was a lar- very large, very large wolf. It was two actually, two of them. I have pictures. They're great. Yeah, they don't um, skulk around the woods the way a werewolf no. might. No, no. When, yeah, no skulking. <laughs> No He's skulking. Like Jack Nicholson, he did some lots of skulking. skulking, and we're not even talking yeah. about the movie he was in. Just <laughs> generally, he's doing that. Just Although I have yeah. seen, I've seen some movies where the um, the werewolves they actually do change into a wolf. It's not the creature. I have seen that uh, depicted, but I, I think in a lot of times those aren't obviously depicted as so monstrous because you can't really get. It's usually like a real wolf walking into frame and just like looking around <laughs> that you could tell someone was just like snapping their fingers. Wolf, look over here. We got the yeah. shot. So I have yeah. seen that take as well. I, I think it's always interesting to see how, where people go with it, like the teen wolf style or the uh, the wolf man style, you know, sometimes where it's more mm-hmm. of a, of a man shape. Yeah, more yeah. anthropomorphic. 
Um, yeah, and then yeah, stuff like Twilight. I think also does they do it in CG, but they do it like it's correct. just a, maybe it's a bigger wolf or something like that. But yeah, it's 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 not um, that. Yeah, it's. I mean, that is one of the fun parts is that you can they can wear clothes, they can have outfits, mm-hmm. or you know they can be nude, they can be you know um, able to run really fast like a wolf, but then they can also like you know do the rubik's cube or something sometimes like they can they can have the, you know a human dexterity in some cases yeah you know um I'm, i guess i haven't seen any of them do the rubik's cube but no but they could and we all they, know they, they could. could yeah yeah let's see the wear slut do the rubik's cube it's not gonna the happen wear slut would transform and was like a, a a not slutty yeah a normal girl just living her day Unfortunately, when the moon came out, she became a slut. Oh my god! I know, I know. It's Terrible. it is what it is. I didn't write it. No, I did buy the sharing. rights for twenty grand. Uh, the option <laughs> rights. No one's biting. No pun intended, oh, as well. Um. So, I know Joe that Andy, your wife, is into Twilight. Is She's she a werewolf. into the? Is she a werewolf? Is she like only into the vampire stuff? Can you remind me? Or is she like, does she share the love of werewolves as well? She is more into the, the vampires in that movie. And I think she really likes the werewolves in that movie. But I also think the movie plays, it also plays the werewolves as being second place quite literally in that series. And in a really kind of sad way too. That movie is kind of messed up of this uh, first movie, spoilers for Twilight. It's very much like, oh, which one will she fall in love with? And then for the next five movies, it's like, yeah, not you werewolf, but uh, if you want to keep like <laughs> doting on me and stuff, like, yeah, I'll let you hang around, even though you're obviously in love with me. Even in Same that first you- one, it's like schmuck bait, isn't it? Like, you know she's not going for the werewolf. Yeah. I mean, they had, like, yeah. people were, like, team this and team that. But, you know, it was it was clear. This Underdog. Underdog. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and same with True Blood, if I remember right. There was never a question that, like, it's she's ever going to fall in love for, fall in love for a werewolf. Yeah. Well, these are vampire. These are vampire properties. And yeah. werewolves are just thrown in there because it's Adjacent. a supernatural world. Yeah. Wasn't that Dracula's power, part one of his powers is automatic seduction? So I guess it kind of makes sense. Also, I think in a lot of uh, iterations, vampires can control, they can control like the creatures of the night. And that sometimes includes werewolves. Sometimes they have oh, like yeah, there is a werewolf a... do their bidding. Yeah. So there's a, a hierarchy just naturally there. Um, I also want to note for Twilight what's really fucked up is the werewolf Jacob is in love with the girl Bella, like, on a fundamental blood-smelling level. But then once she has a kid, a daughter, he's like, oh, it was just your daughter that I was smelling and connected to, and that's who I'm in love with. That's what he said? That's essentially that's essentially what happens. That's not a direct quote of dialogue. That <laughs> no, you're right. It's like, one of the most disturbing things in in you know 
popular literature. <laughs> yeah, like imagine like you have a uncle or something who's like, ah, yeah, you just, your wife just had a baby, and that's who I've been in love with this whole time. So anytime you need me to babysit, yeah. you know, it's like, dude, you're 28. Why are you telling me this mm-hmm. about a baby daughter? Yeah, in the womb, that baby had no agency and was promised to a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, and he's wow. just assuming, yeah, mine, right? Because <laughs> I didn't get you. And it's just like, oh, God. You know, for all of what's bad about Slut, it's a lot more progressive than Twilight in that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're we're learning about the Wereslot so much. I, it was here, by the way, was Wereslot come out? I don't know. Well, probably if you looked yeah. it up, it would be kind of a, a awkward and embarrassingly late year. <laughs> like last like it's year. 2015. You're like, Joe, you just <laughs> learned about these werewolves and stuff. Um, um, so there's no property at all. There's no world where the werewolves are the heroes. And then this just like secondary character is a vampire. It doesn't exist. I guess there's probably comic books, um, you know, but even in those comic books, you know, like they're they're going to be the they'll have a showdown with Dracula or something like that, or a showdown with the vampire, and that's always like, you know, a, the biggest possible threat. You know, it's yeah. Just, mm-hmm. The, the werewolves are always them. lower status. Like even if it's the werewolves, the main character, the it's insurmountable to fight the vampire. You yeah, know. Po- possibly except for Star God. Which is um, Carolan. That's that's. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever get there in the Marvel movies, um, but he's uh, J. Jonah Jameson's son, who is an astronaut, and he went to the moon and found um, like a moon rock, I think, that he kept as a souvenir. But it turned out to be some kind of uh, magical, uh, some kind of magic rock that grafted to his skin, so he wasn't able to remove it. Um, which does go back to the curse idea, you know, that you're mm-hmm. you're stuck with this. You don't want it. Um, and it would turn him into a half-man, half-wolf. But uh, after they played that out somewhat, where he's, like, doing the usual werewolf, like, you're usually hunting the one you love the most, right? When you become a werewolf, that's how it kind of comes back to desire. It's like, how do we handle desire? You know, do we give in to the wolf inside of us or are we able to be civilized and and just love somebody without trying to maul them and mangle them? But uh, yeah, once they sort of played that out where J. Jonah Jameson's son had a fiance and I don't remember exactly what happened, but um, when when the they sort of finished that, they sent him to the either to the moon or another dimension where <laughs> either one wasn't just a, a werewolf like it wasn't didn't turn into this drooling beast but instead he was known as the star god and he had a big sword and uh had, went on this kind of sword and sorcery adventure Marvel is he Comics, still turning into a werewolf he, at that time or i think at that point he's not turning back into human oh, okay so he's a, he's a yeah. cool wolf dude with a sword and he's kind of in this, for a while, he's in this sort of ripped up astronaut outfit. And then he, he when he kind of becomes the star god, then uh, they give him his own chain mail. <laughs> and, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Those, those get really nuts. 
Yeah, I mean, I want to look up Star God now. Uh, it's a, it's kind of a rabbit hole, but just to say that if you're doing the normal werewolf story, the werewolf can hardly play the main character in his own story, right? Usually, he's you know fighting off the curse or has some some something looming over over him, you know, uh, where it, it just uh, he's he's just uh, made for struggle. I guess that's another thing that creates like the universal appeal for me. You know, it's, it's like going along with that underdog quality is that that character is always in a state of struggle. Like Dracula has plans, you know, mm-hmm. high status, high status. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frankenstein's monster is usually purely reactive. Mm. You know, uh, the Wolfman goes through the life and and just has this thing hanging over him and then of course you mm-hmm. know every time it's a full moon that's when they're they're really facing it and for some reason they never just you know chain themselves up or anything they're just or if they, they do sp- it's um uh something gets them out of it out of those chains there was a recent black mirror season has a werewolf episode are you aware of that i'm aware no of spoilers. it I haven't, I haven't no seen spoilers please yes yeah <laughs> was it good did you love it? Uh, I thought uh, it was cool, but not, it didn't feel Black Mirror. Mm, that's the problem with the, the few latest Black Mirrors, I should say. Yeah. That's my problem with it. So, uh, do you think, this is weird, Donnie and both Joe, and Joe, both of you. So, do you think that maybe one chooses what character, in this case, a werewolf, as a kid, is their favorite type of character based on how they see themselves like you you know like i i could never imagine myself being like a vampire person it's just i I don't i don't know but i also don't know if i could imagine myself being a werewolf person but maybe there's something in you donnie that you're like i am that guy i am like it's just it's just a little bit of like suffering a little transformation as as a young kid or there must have been. Derek. There must have been something. I mean, I'm, I'm, my, my parents are Eastern European, so the accents are there. Um, <laughs> and I, I have, I have actual relatives that, you know, one of my, one of my great uncles once said, I, "I, I never drink water like that," you know. So it <laughs> proudly, <laughs> I, I feel do. like I'm. I was born into the pantheon of movie monsters. It just happened to be my family. You know, my. <laughs> Oh yeah, page represent one. Yeah, yeah. One of my uncles definitely looked like Dracula's uncle, Um, (laughs) and I bet a lot of kids who embrace monsters. You know, the kind of kid, the kind of little kid that grows up like embracing monsters. They probably often find one that feels more them than than another. You know, I think like Jerry Mm -hmm. Garcia really connected with Frankenstein's monster because essentially he's like a big zombie. So the Grateful Dead. Um, yeah, we had an episode on that. Oh, okay. Never yeah. brought up uh, monsters during it, but feels like a regret now. Yeah, I think he drew. I think it, I saw this in that Amazon documentary series that he would draw a lot of monsters and and a lot, a lot oh, of yeah. like Frankenstein monsters in particular. I mean, um, and if we're talking about the mon- all the universal monsters again, I mean, the werewolf at the very least stands tall above the creature from the black lagoon <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true it's true yeah you could say werewolf versus the mummy you're not sure who comes out on top <laughs> creature from the black lagoon 
is, you know, I don't think that first film was even made in the 40s. I think he had to wait until the 50s before he started to get his... Um, although you could trace the creature from the Black Lagoon back to... He's sort of influenced by like H.P. Lovecraft stories of disgusting fishmen. Mm. Um, so mm -hmm. there is a there is a thread there that you could, if you were a real like creature from the Black Lagoon person, you could probably argue a case for fishmen that's that's bigger than than uh, than just the creature's story. But uh, you, you know, for the most part, I think like when they go through the cycle, sometimes they don't even get to the creatures. So. Yeah. Yeah. He cannot have it. Even when they went to the, like the bride, so he's <laughs> like, Oh, off. bride of Frankenstein, bride of Dracula. You know, the wolf man has a, has a woman, the bride of the mummy, then creature from the black lagoons. Like, all right, so where's, do I get a bride next? And they're like, just wait, we'll see. <laughs> Are we making we'll a case see. for the werewolves as being sort of the model minority of the, <laughs> the monster family? Yes. Because they'll be allowed in, but just, you know, as long as they... Yeah. As long as they don't outshine Dracula or... Mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah, you love where... Yeah. Go oh, ahead. Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Even in that movie, like... I came in really excited about that because, you know, you get two monsters for one thing. And then you, when you're watching yeah. it, you find out even better. I think there, I think there is a Dracula in there as well. Um, <laughs> but you're waiting for the big showdown. Mm -hmm. Frankenstein's monster versus the Wolfman. That's what you think is going to be sort of like. And if you're, you know, coming at it as a werewolf fan, like, you know, that's sort of the big payoff of the movie. And you, you want to see how well he does in the fight. And it's it's laughable. He's just like bounce. It's like a rubber ball Whoa. bouncing off of Frankenstein's no. monster. Well, you then might need to check out again I Frankenstein, starring Aaron Eckhart, if you'd like to see another version of that battle. I haven't. Yeah, I've got to check that out. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Um, do you like wasting ninety to one hundred and twenty <laughs> minutes? I love wasting. All right, then I, I think you're gonna really find it a good time. We clearly do here at Shut Up. I love it. So, is there anything else we haven't covered about werewolves that deserves to be covered before we go to the ratings? I would like many things, but yeah. the first thing I, I <laughs> no, would please. say I have to throw out is uh, ginger snaps. Uh, if you oh, haven't. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. What? What? What is that? I mean, Gin like in this context. Ginger Snaps is a werewolf movie, and it, it's just a, it's special. It's a gem. It's like Werewolves Within. It comes at you really from an unexpected place. Yeah, very, doesn't feel like a werewolf movie in a lot of ways. Or like what you would assume of the typical werewolf movie. Yeah, totally agree. And I always love that. It's good. It made me want to bring up a, kind of one of the sub-tropes of World War II werewolves. Is that anything you ever have the pulse on? That seems like something I see frequently. I think it's like, there's like a, I don't know why, but there's some kind of fascination around there. And there was, um, there were like a, there was a SS, I don't know what you call it, like a squadron or, you know, there's some subdivision of the SS was known as the werewolves too. Mm -hmm. So there is a historic reference there as well, but yeah, I think there's something like really what I want to see is 
werewolves tearing apart Nazis. But in American Werewolf in London, there's these sort of Nazi creatures that come in as part of his mm. nightmares and stuff like that. So yeah. they're, they're, it's somehow filtered into the zeitgeist. And it's one of the places where you look for werewolves and you find actually some examples of ones that are cool looking. <laughs> so a lot of the times they just look like dogs. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, go check out yeah. the show Creep Show, the newest seasons of it, and there mm-hmm. is a uh, a World War Two werewolf one, and the allies are the werewolves. So oh, I, I think you'll enjoy what uh, what happens there. Um, if that you like awesome. wasting ninety minutes. <laughs> Especially where, whereas werewolves are involved. Oh, yeah. I see a little werewolf in the background there. Yes. Who is that? This is Baby. She's terrifying. <laughs> Aww. It's a very I cute werewolf, I have to say. Very cute. All right. Well, sounds like we're ready to go to the ratings. And if we ha- haven't covered something, we can mention it during our ratings how do they work joe all right we're gonna rate werewolves on a scale of zero to ten using something as our basis comparison on the scale that something else could be another creature um so you could say succubuses are a 10 Mm. succubi uh you could say a succubi is a 10 because they're really interesting and sexual and a werewolf is an 8 because they're also pretty interesting and sexual but not as much or you could use another movie you could say werewolves within is a 2 and werewolves are a 10 because you you can never beat the idea of werewolves I don't know and this is a weird one right because I think we're talking about werewolves in movies so Mm-hmm. let's say what we're even talking about in our personal scale. That could be werewolf movies. It could be a specific werewolf movie or even just the idea of werewolves. Cause I think this is just a hugely broad topic in a great way. So let's open up the field. And if that doesn't make sense, join the club and Sasha and I will go first. <laughs> Joe, why don't you go first? You seem to have a scale ready to go. Do I? Well, I've been talking a lot about something this whole episode. <laughs> no, I'm not, <laughs> <Too> much, <laughs> not going to bring up that. But, um, you know, let's go with vampire movies. Because uh, someone's got to represent it. Yeah, people would be mad if we didn't. We even had, as the week of this recording, The Last Voyage of the Demeter has come out, a vampire movie. Um, and so... These are, you know, like you were saying, Donnie, it's vampire movies are kind of the supreme leader of these these things. And Absolutely. I mean, uh, the, the Demeter one is hot on the heels of Renfield, too. True. So it's not like we haven't had one in a minute. Yeah, and like two very different kind of takes on it. So I think that just shows how... Um, how many ways you can take vampire movies. There's always going to be one out. You're probably always going to want to check it out. They are a 10 out of 10. You know, vampire Whoa. movies are, they're always worth interest. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things you can slap on and make any genre of, and it's interesting. Now werewolf movies. Um, we've been talking a lot about, about them. You and I have been citing a lot of, the movies that we've seen and know and i think 
you know, in the usual way, Dracula and vampires come out number one. But we just reviewed the tape, and it looks like both of them crossed the finish line at the same time. Werewolves (laughs) get a 10 as well. I think they're on equal footing. Bravo for werewolves. Yeah. That's incredible. Since I've been gushing about werewolves within, I feel like that movie is so underrated. And I'm just going to zone in on that particular movie. Just take that movie against um, Twilight. Why not? We'll get, let's get Ooh, weird. Let's get specific. Someone had to represent Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> Twilight um, yeah, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't watch past <laughs> the one show, movie that I watched for this uh, podcast. I think that, in general speaking, I would not run to the movie theater just because it's a vampire movie. But let's just let's just focus on Twilight. Two out of ten. <laughs> Who knows what it was when I actually covered it in a different episode. But right now it feels like a 2 out of 10. Werewolves Within feels like a crazy underrated movie. It's such a fun, fun 90 minutes, question mark. Not too long. I remember that for sure. I'll give it a strong 9 out of 10. Excellent. Most importantly. Yeah. that's that's Donnie, what about you? Well, I'll do... um, We could do Monsters or Movie Monsters as as my scale i mean i have to agree with you that like you know vampires are the king like we could talk about zombies but actually give them the exact same rating that i'm going to give um vampires um but yeah because zombies have had a real heyday lately um if you're talking about like the last 15 years or so zombie it's great yeah yeah uh i don't know when the Zack snyder um Dawn of the Dead came out, but that really kicked off the whole zombie renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 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 I would give both zombies and vampires a nine because of being overrated. Like they are, they're significantly great, but things that are great can also be overrated. Where it's just yeah. like, you know, another vampire movie or another vampire show. It's like, well, you're, you know, I I'm gonna I'm gonna see I'm gonna watch it maybe see what the twist is you know what have they got that's different but do i have Mm -hmm. high hopes i usually feel like ah how's it going to compete with what we've already had you know werewolves as a movie monster or or just as a a monster in general get a 10 out of 10 for me because we have so much farther that we can go there's so much that hasn't been done a lot of werewolf fans in this room right now a lot of werewolf fans. Yeah. Wow, I zombies, could... though. I, I'm surprised we haven't covered it deeper. I don't know. Love zombies. Yeah, yeah, I could talk zombies all day. I think you're right. That's, you know, they're not in the universal uh, group, but as far as monsters, yeah, you zombies are taking it. Zombies could even defeat Dracula. They're like a in a fight. Monster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you could have hordes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And fast versus slow. There's so much to cover. So good. Amazing. Well, Donnie, thank you so much for coming on Shut Up. I love it. It's so great to meet you and then to, you know, hear you talk about werewolves and getting me excited to check out all this werewolf media that I haven't familiarized myself yet with. That's what I shall do. 
tell us about the show you just wrote on or whenever you wrote on before the strike. I don't know when you wrote on. Oh, tell yeah. Us. It was a, a complete, like writing was all completed long before the strike. Uh, my last, uh, like I wrapped in February of 2022 on sure. Strange Planet, but because it's animation, animation. it's releasing now. Um, and it's something I'm really excited that we're getting to share with the world. It's from a the very popular web comic. Many people have, uh, you know, memed it or shared it over the years. Um, and uh, Apple TV is is now uh, uh, sharing it. Uh, yeah, with the with the world as a show. Awesome. Sounds like Dan Harmon was one of the people behind it. Yeah, it was um, amazing to get to work with Dan Harmon. Um, he was kind of like a creative godfather to the project. So he's got so many different shows going on. So he would read a script and then zoom in. The writing, writing room was all done over Zoom. And we would get this uh, sort of like beautiful, inspiring speech about like, like it felt almost like something out of like one of the endings of a community episode. Like we would get that, but we would get it for like, some period of time where he was also brilliantly exploring the themes of our episode and dissecting the structure and story circle baby play out and yeah 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 it was it so was, fun it was it was terrific well check it out i saw the pilot episode it was very unique and cool and uh i can't wait to watch more thank you uh yeah is there anything else you wanted to tell people about or you you're good for now I'm good for now, um, but uh, I really appreciate you guys letting me come on and rant about werewolves. <laughs> so fun. Please come back anytime. Come back anytime. Joe, what's going on with you? Go to joecabello.com. Uh, even before this recording, I was editing up my animated YouTube series, Robot Guy Teen Team. So a bunch of animation love going on right now, and it'll be coming out soon. So Amazing. Find it. Thank you, Elizabeth Salud, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this awesome track. And thank you for listening.